Hello and welcome again to the Sin Bin Fantasy Football Podcast, episode number three, post-week two edition. I am your host, I am your commissioner, I am Cody Carlicker, and there's a lot of mixed reviews from last week's episode. There were some people that enjoyed Kevin's takes, many did not, but I'm really hoping that our guests this week... You guys like a little bit more. Last week we had Kevin, the 2018 Sinbin Fantasy Football Champion. This year, or this week, I got the 2017 Sinbin Fantasy Football Champion, Ryan Downs, otherwise known as Radio. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, man. Life is good and carefree. And the only thing I'd add to your lovely introduction there is you fought, forgot that I am also going to be this year's champion. But that's okay. I know it's... Still early, so I'll let it slide. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, <laughs> but, but before we get into everything, um, I really want to thank this week's sponsor. Uh, we are broadcasting live from Dancing Fingers Chinese Massage, <laughs> right in the heart of downtown Chicago, right off Division and LaSalle. Radio's a frequent goer. Radio, what do you have to say about this place? Yo, so that's what neighbors my apartment. Um, I haven't actually been, and you can believe me or not. But no joke, my neighbor down the hall told me they have a little Asian woman that will walk on your back, and it is magical. Mm, has Robert Kraft been there? Dozens of times. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Set up on a tee. Uh, but uh, besides that, uh, we got a lot of things to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit. Obviously, we're going to talk about the league. We'll talk a little Bears. Main thing we're going to get into this week are quarterbacks, though. Lots of quarterback news. Uh, injuries, some quarterbacks not playing up to expectations, and other quarterbacks exceeding expectations, and, and that's where I want to start off this week. I, I want to talk about Lamar Jackson because dude has been balling out of control over the last, not just two weeks, but leading back to last season. He's starting out so far this year with 596 passing yards, seven touchdowns, no interceptions, 72% completion percentage. 145 QB rating, not to mention all of the rushing yards that he picked up last week. And what we've seen over the past, I mean, not not just last few years, but last 15 to 20 years, quarter, or offensive coordinators have really been molding their offenses around these, these athletic quarterbacks, right? And obviously that makes it a lot of fun to watch. And the reason why it works is because defenses have a hard time accounting for those quarterbacks, right? So in man coverage, they can't necessarily keep their eyes on the quarterback because they're chasing receivers all around the field. Zone coverage is the same thing where you got to keep your head on a swivel on a regular basis. And so that quarterback, all he needs is a split second to get out. And that's what's really helping Lamar Jackson uh, succeed. Now, over the years, though, we've noticed that as time goes on, these athletic running quarterbacks, their um, efficiency decreases. And we all know reasons why, uh, such as the hits take a toll, uh, they get kept in the pocket. But what I what I really think it is, is once these guys are in the NFL and they start taking the hits and they start not having the same success that they had in high school, in college, in their rookie year of the NFL, I don't think they really know how to handle it. And that's what I'm worried about with Lamar Jackson, because we've seen that with RG3, never learning how to slide, never really taking the criticism. We've seen that with Colin Kaepernick. We've seen that with Cam Newton. So what I'd really like to see out of Lamar Jackson is 
is he going to learn from the mistakes of others, or is he going to follow in their footsteps? I think uh, I think Lamar's a different guy. Uh, I, I'm actually curious. Have you ever even heard his voice? No, I haven't. Right, me neither. <laughs> and I bet nobody listening to this podcast is, and, and that makes me think he doesn't give a shit about the media, about all that other stuff. He's focused on football. Whereas I think a lot of the other guys that get up, it's fucking divas. It's, it's a bunch of divas in the NFL. And so I, I'm hoping that he, I'm hoping that he does have a level head. I think he can do it. I will say, if I, I were to play devil's advocate, who do you play in week one and week two? The oh. Miami Dolphins, terrible defense, trying defenses. to lose. Yep. And the Arizona Cardinals, the worst defense in the league last year, and pretty damn close to being the worst again this year. Uh, and they even have injuries and suspensions that are making them worse early in the season. So it could be a little bit of inflation early in the season, but we'll see. I, I think he's going to hold it together. Yep, he's got he's got some really good matchups uh, continuing uh, as we go through this uh, through this year. Um, so I think that his his points are still going to be great. Uh, maybe a decent trade candidate later for uh, looks like. Well, one of the one of the uh, cheeches have him. <laughs> yeah, well, and look who else he has. Look on his bench. Um, I'm scrolling. Is it Dan? Dan has Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. Oh wow! Most people's number two overall coming into this fantasy season. So right now he's he's got a couple of top five quarterbacks. I might have to have a conversation with Dan because I'm rolling out Philip Rivers, uh, and he was good week one and bad week two, and I don't want to have to play the QB roll up game. Uh, every single week. Um, but moving on, let's talk a little bit about the guys that are struggling. Like, what's going on with with Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers was drafted, I believe, in uh, in the third round uh, of our draft, and dude's not putting up the numbers at less than 250 yards both weeks. Uh, what's going on there? Well, you could probably say the opposite of what I just said for Lamar, right? He played the Bears in week one, and Minnesota in week two. Those are two really strong defenses. So right there, we got to kind of give him a little bit of a, a leeway there. And then the other thing is, he's working with a new head coach in LaFleur that is running a new system to the point where he's wearing a wristband that has the plays on it, which he's never done before. So a lot of newness, a couple of bad matchups. He's Aaron Rodgers. He has the ugliest mustache in the league, maybe the world, on the worst team in the league. Not fair. Um, he's going to come back. It's certainly no Gardner Minshew mustache. Yeah, okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's got competition nowadays. But he's no, still... Minshew's mustache is the shit. All right? <laughs> <laughs> he's still Aaron Rodgers. Yep. I'll leave it with that. Yep. I think that he'll uh, he'll end up bouncing back eventually, but it's got to not only be frustrating for Aaron Rodgers' owners, uh, but Devontae Adams owners, and we still don't know who the number two pass catcher is in Green Bay. And we know that that position is going to have value at some point, but trying to figure out who that's going to be is a coin flip still, which is super frustrating if you drafted MVS or GMO. So, uh, radio, I mean, who out of, I guess, the rest of the quarterbacks, um, I guess maybe we'll, we'll kick it over to the injury, uh, the injury list. What team do you think is struggling or is going to struggle the most without their quarterback? Ooh, all right. Um, well, I mean, it, the Jets going to their third string is tough for a few weeks, but they were already the Jets, and I never thought Darnold was for real anyway, so honestly, I don't think that's that big of a difference. 
Um, man, I, I want to believe in Mason Rudolph, stud in college, uh, but that's the one I'm looking at right now. Uh, and I know we'll talk about some of the others, so I'll, I'll save some of the other injuries until then. But I, I think I would look at Pittsburgh. And you're going from Ben Roethlisberger, who a lot of people say is a Hall of Famer, to a guy who was drafted in, I, I don't know what round, but not the first. And go ahead and look at the quarterbacks that start in the NFL. They're all first-round picks. That's just how it works. Um, and they've already been struggling for two straight games. Agree or disagree there? Does somebody else jump to your mind? No, I think that the Steelers are in a world of hurt. Uh, Mason Rudolph hasn't necessarily blown me away with any of the playing time, or whenever he has received playing time. Um, I I probably will agree there. I'm also not a huge believer in Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and I think, uh, you know, not to get off on a, on a Buccaneers tangent, but I think this is actually the worst-case scenario for the Buccaneers as Drew Brees goes down. The Falcons haven't looked great. Cam Newton's not looking great. Oh, wait. The Buccaneers are healthy and they have a little bit of momentum. They go 9-7 and seven and make the playoffs, and now they have to pay Jameis Winston? That's like literally the worst thing that could happen to them. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I would still bet on every team in that division over the Bucks. All right, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, no, I, but to, to talk about, stay in the NFC South for a minute, I think there's a possibility that the Panthers get better if Cam Newton's going to be out. I, the thing that I really don't like about Cam Newton is that dude is so emotional that it carries over to the rest of the team, you know, and he just, he really hasn't looked right for the last year and a half. And you take that negative energy out of the field and you replace it with a backup quarterback that's got some positive energy, positive vibes, and you lean on Christian McCaffrey a little bit more and you're able to, you know, chuck it or, you know, do a little play action, chuck it deep to DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. That might be kind of fun to watch, and it might be good for the Panthers to to see what else works and what else is out there. Well, what worked for Cam in the past was that he could run as well. Mm-hmm. Through two games, has he ran? I don't even know if he has one rush. No, I don't, in, I don't think so. In week one, he didn't run. Uh, I didn't check week two stats, but if he takes that out of his arsenal, he's got a big arm in that city. He's, he's like a Josh Allen. He, he's never been accurate. Mm-hmm. I saw some, um, some stat the other day that through two weeks – he has like 35% of his patches passes have been uncatchable. Oh my god. You want to you want to guess who if i remember right you want to guess who number 2 was? Jameis? <laughs> nope. Mitch. I, I should be the depressed one here now. Mitch Trubisky? Yeah. yeah, pretty sure it was Trubisky. Um at like 27% unpassable or something or uncatchable uh, something like that. So yeah. Man, what uh, now that we're talking about Mitch, like what is? It's great that the Bears Bears won. Uh, Eddie Money, Eddie Dinero, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> like dude, came come through, even with some help from the refs, uh, whatever. But a win's a win. But when you look at the box score, <laughs> you see what that offense there, what the Bears are doing on offense. Uh, I don't, I don't know how to feel. I mean, I'm not a Bears fan, and I've never been a Mitch fan, but uh, things don't look good. Not in the least. And I have been saying all offseason, I think a lot of people could probably vouch 
that they've heard me say this. I'm not a Trubisky believer, and I have not been. Uh, I don't think he can get past his first read. So if Allen Robinson is not open, he's fucked. Uh, his legs saved him a lot last year. Um, well, they were they were the reason why he completed that pass that to last get pass, yeah, yeah yeah moved up in the pocket. That was a, that was a great move. Yeah. But it's just those those small flashes that we that we don't get enough of in a in a in a four quarter game. We'll see. We'll see him look good on a drive, and then three drives go by, and he just doesn't do anything inspiring, right? I, I think people are giving him the benefit of the doubt because of draft capital, and what I mean by that is he was a what the number two overall pick was. Number it? two overall pick um, and traded up for him. If he wasn't, if for whatever reason he was a third round pick, we'd be looking for another quarterback mm-hmm. already. That's how I think about it. So, um, you know, the the GM pace. Uh, put all his eggs in that basket, and some of the eggs are cracking. Yeah, I uh, I I completely agree. I it what's really troubling is the way that they seem like they're handling it. Um, Trubisky seems like he's he's a little kid. He doesn't he doesn't seem like he's a leader. And I think Kevin alluded to it a little bit last week. You know what we're hearing in press conferences, the way that we're seeing the games called by by pace. It seems like they're still handling him with with kid gloves. And, yeah, I know that he only had a handful of starts in college, but at this point in your NFL career, you know, we got to sink or swim, right? You know, it's um, it's time for him to make some plays, and there hasn't been one instance where I could say Mitch put the team on his back or Mitch was a, a real reason why the Bears won that game. Yeah, uh, I, and to win in this league – you need to have a winning quarterback, a guy that could take you down there in the two-minute drill. Uh, and I don't think there's anyone who could say that Mitch is one of those guys right now. So I, I'm still going to be rooting for him, obviously, uh, but I've, I've pretty much given hope, given up hope on this season, and um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're, we got a new guy under center next year. Wow. Yeah. Hot takes. Uh, what are you thinking about the running game? So very different running approaches from week one to week two it looked like more of a of a three-pronged approach in week one and then week two it seemed like hey we're just going to give it to montgomery 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 um do you think that's what they're going to do moving forward or is it going to be game by game uh i do think it's going to be more montgomery going forward uh cohen was out there a lot in week one but he was actually lining up in the slot a lot and i think that's because anthony miller was hurt still um so i think we will see a lot of montgomery but it's not the high-powered offense that some people were expecting, and from a fantasy lens, then it probably doesn't make Montgomery the guy that I'm not sure who drafted him, but I did. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's why he's fifth round, baby. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't, I don't think he's gonna quite live up to that hype. I, I don't own him in any of my leagues. No, uh, no, I'm a little bit nervous, uh, frankly. I also have Miles Sanders on my team, so I went, uh, went all in with the rookies, and I'm coming up empty-handed at this moment. Um, so hoping that, um, some people, uh, on the receiving core wake up, Listen, but can I ask you if you were drafting right now, who would you take first between those two? I, I would probably take Miles Sanders just because I think that the Eagles offense is better than the Bears offense. Way better. And Sproles will, he's, a, he's just a little guy. He's going to break something any minute now. Yep. And Jordan Howard's trash. So, man. Sanders how much could is, work for you, man. How much? How much is Jordan Jordan Howard falling off, man? He's, I mean, two years ago, 
seemed like he was just the you know next dude who was going to be you know a top 10 running back top 15 running back and it just seems like he's fallen out of favor with everybody it would have been a great running back 30 years ago yeah he has <laughs> the skill set to be a running back in today's nfl yeah um no but i think that uh even even in a timeshare in philadelphia eventually what's going to happen you see week eight week nine roll around miles sanders is going to take take the reins there and um and run away with that job and jordan howard's just going to be a goal line guy and darren sproles be a change of pace if he's healthy but i can see that yep uh let's let's pivot a little bit to what's going on in the league yeah uh let's see i mean we're in week two right now and i think that everybody outside of maybe two teams are really are still actually uncomfortable with what they have going on right <laughs> So, and the two teams that probably feel pretty comfortable, right, are uh, are Metzger and uh, who's the other two and O team? That's, that's uh, some somebody else in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Is yeah. uh, Ryan Patrick Downs? So, uh, what I wanted to talk about today was who do you feel less confident in moving forward between uh, between uh, Ryan Downs and Metzger? Uh, but I'm a I'm pretty sure that, that Radio feels pretty confident in his team. Uh, so let's take apart Metzger's team and why his team fucking sucks. You know what? And I, I will say this, honestly. I'm not that confident in my squad. Um, so so we'll see how things shape out. But, you know, I need if I need T.Y. Hilton to see, keep scoring touchdowns every week, then I might be in trouble. But Aaron Jones last week, um, that, that made me feel a little bit better if he can keep doing that. We yeah, Met- the team uh, total Metzger move. Uh, man, I was just glancing at his squad right before he came here, and I'm looking at his starters. Travis Kelsey stud, right? Anyone else on that starting lineup that he he has out there? If we drafted today, would any of them even be a second round pick? <laughs> I mean, with sincerity, right? We're looking so- for those who aren't following on the screen, right? Matt Ryan, quarterback, meh. Devonta Freeman has been garbage. Damian Williams is hurt and sharing a backfield with McCoy. Julian Edelman, maybe now the third man between Gordon and Brown. We'll see. Not to mention we'll James see. White. Not Yeah. Tyler Boyd, doing pretty well. A.J. Green will be back in a couple of weeks, though. And Sammy Watkins blew up in week one, quieted down again in week two, and Tyreek Hill will be back at some point. So... Not a lot of guys to count on there. And then glancing at the bench. Um, Oof, empty. Yeah, pretty pretty empty there. Crowder may be promising after week one a bunch of targets, but then week two, like, none. And Jordan Reed could be good uh, when he's not concussed um, like he is 95% of his life, unfortunately. Dude, I'm worried about that dude Like uh, right? in, as a person. Like, right? why are you still playing football? He's going to be like exhibit A for when the league gets sued. When the league is done, it's it's gonna be like yeah. it's because Jordan Reed kept playing football <laughs> after his seventeenth yeah. concussion, and that's not even an exaggeration. I mean, like he might have twelve legitimately. Maybe I I, I added five, but that, that's ridiculous. No, I completely agree. Uh, I, but the the problem is here is you could look at Metzger's team from last year, and it was the same story. Dude just puts up W's. He's like Tim Tebow. It doesn't look pretty, but he gets the W's, man, each and every week. Now, on the flip side of the coin, we do have a couple of 0-2 teams, right? We got Jerome. We got Awesome. 
Do you have any confidence that either of these two guys can make a run? No. (laughs) Did I I hesitate? Not once. No. uh, Awesome. Sorry, dude. You know what? I'm I'm a shoot-your-shot guy, right? That was part of my explanation for uh, going all in on week one waivers. So I, I salute you for shooting your shot last year. You missed. Sorry, dude. I'm looking at your squad, and I'd ask myself the same question. Is there anyone on this team that right now, if we redrafted, we we pick in the first two rounds? Probably not, and you don't have Travis Kelsey either. That's that's tough. I mean, you, you would need Melvin Gordon to come back ASAP. And even if he does, Eckler has been blowing the fuck up, so he ain't going away. And then you would need one of your rookies here, Royce Freeman or Devin Singletary, to become you know, the next premier running back. And that's asking a lot. Yep. Uh, that double, Devin Singletary trade uh, last week is looking a little bit uh, little bit worse as uh, you lost Mike Thomas in that trade, and now Devin Singletary's banged up. And that was probably what you were banking on, I'm assuming. Uh, not looking good. But, I mean, honestly, Jerome's squad doesn't look terrible. He's got Zeke. He's got – I mean – Fournette could have three touchdowns any given week. You never know. He's a boomer. It seems at this point he's a boomer bust kind of guy. And you got Kittle, Mike Thomas, and Kenny Galladay, and Tyler Lockett. I mean, if you're facing Jerome in any given week, with that receiving core, like, you could be screwed. They, that could be 20 points apiece on any given week. And you're, you're not far off there. I mean, when I do look over Jerome's, he's had quarterback problems, really, right? Baker has not been the Baker that people were looking for. Um... But he does have some promising pieces there. I mean, Zeke's going to be a stud every week. I still believe in Fournette. He's getting the share of touches. Uh, Jacksonville just needs to be a little bit better. You need that mustache guy to play a little better. Uh, Michael Thomas is still Michael Thomas, but he's downgraded with Breeze out for a few weeks. Um, Lockett's hit or miss. Galladay I didn't really believe in. But, yeah, there's still some promise here. There's a chance here. I I tell you what, if you get – there's a lot of Kenyon Drake getting traded chatter because hmm. Miami is trading everyone for picks. Yeah. They're, they're taking the Philly uh, 76ers route to tank. Tanking for Tua. If somehow Kenyon Drake – I'm trying to think right now like where he could go and start immediately. Tampa. <laughs> I, I don't know how much better though. Uh, but if Kenyon Drake somewhere – the kid's an athlete. Like when he got time last year, he was a stud. So um, – Big play if, guy. If one or two things fall your way, Jerome. You, you could uh, you could work your way back up here, but it's tough. Zero and two is tough, man. They'll, it's a very short fantasy season. Zero yep. and two is tough. Yep, uh, it is. Only thirteen weeks. When you start out zero and two, you really get behind the eight ball, and you need to catch a heater. So um, I would wish you good luck, but I uh, I also need to catch some W's as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick before we sign off. Not to give away, or since we're recording this on a Tuesday, uh, not to give away your uh, FAAB strategy, but who is your favorite guy this week that you want that that you're looking to pick up? Well, let's, are we going to post this tonight or tomorrow? Tomorrow. Oh, so it'll be done, right? Yep, it'll be done. Then I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I have zero claims in. Oh wow! Spent yeah. all of his money last week. Yeah, and, and <laughs> in in the the text uh, Sunday, which by the way. This league has upgraded immensely in the past couple of weeks. We got this text thread going. The draft, everyone came to the draft, almost everyone. I, I get it. 
Um, we got this freaking podcast now. People are, I'm having so much more fun with it. So I, I'm really happy with where this league's headed. Um, but yeah, I, I got nobody. But in the text where I was going with that was, uh, I forget who brought up, you know, Demarcus Robinson in Kansas City. I wouldn't be surprised if he has one catch for nine yards next week. Not like, surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. So I said I'm gonna, you know, jokingly bid two hundred dollars on there, hoping people would be like, "Hmm, he was kind of right on week one. Maybe I should bid on him." And people bid heavy on him. Now I also wouldn't be surprised if he goes the fuck off again. But um, no one really out there right now is the unquestioned number one. That's why I liked Tyrell. Malcolm, okay, I blew my load on there. Kevin, you called me out. But I didn't know we were supposed to wait for girls. I thought we just got off when we got off. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it, Patriots, I mean, yeah, thanks for that. That was a good pick. Ryan, pat on the back. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got no one, dude. I, I'll, I'll browse through them right now, but I got nothing set up. No, Frank I, Gore be a one-time start. Josh Allen, if you want well, to take a risk on him. Well, same thing with Jalen Samuels. Um, and, I mean, it, we don't know if, if James Conner's going to be healthy or not, but, um, I mean, if Pittsburgh was smart, they'd probably try to save him and see if they can eke out a win against the Niners with Jalen yeah. Samuels starting. But uh, I'm not going to spend a ton of money on, on anybody this week. Um, I I assume that somebody's going to spend over 10 bucks on, on – uh, the Chiefs receiver, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I would bet he'll go high. Um, Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert, went, yes. Went off, too, but that is a very much so shared backfield. Yeah, uh, what's going to happen when Tevin Coleman comes back? Is Jared McKinnon ever going to suit up for the 49ers? Like, I, I mean, what, what's going on there? I mean, it's it's all – I mean, it. we'll see what happens. It'll be I, – I, I love waking up. Uh, Steve Grisbeck was absolutely right about FAAB. Waking up on Wednesday morning to see what happened and who spent the money is super fucking fun. All right? So thank you, Steve, for suggesting this. I know Kevin's real salty about it. He'll get over it. I don't know if Kevin's actually going to enjoy any change. So uh, I think if we changed it away from FAAB, like from five years from now, I think he'd be pissed about that. So uh, nevertheless, um, we're, we're reaching our time. Radio and I are going to the Cubs game tonight and yeah. really hoping that uh, Darvish pitches well and the offense keeps up. I think just about everybody in the league is a Cubs fan, so uh, I hope that uh, you guys are watching tonight and let us know if you see us on the TV. Yeah, we're, we'll be uh, We'll be in 220. We'll be catching two, some foul balls, fouled straight play. back. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nevertheless, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for playing along. We're having a blast here in uh, – in the first year of doing the podcast. Next week, I got Mike Awesome coming aboard. He's probably going to be about 10 to 12 beers deep by the time I get him on the microphone. So you are definitely going to want to tune in next week. And uh, thank you once again to Dancing Fingers Chinese Massage. Uh, really loved all your uh, hospitality today. And uh, if I don't talk to you guys uh, until next week, good luck. <laughs>